Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Happy Halloween, by some kind of seizure on AO3. Rating, teen and up. She sulks straight through dinner. It is one of their first fights as a couple, but he's known her long enough to know when he's being punished. It's a subtle sulk a finely calibrated system of throat noises and avoided glances, sentences tweaked abruptly at the ends, periods shorting out conversations, like damp fuses. It's Halloween, he wants to scream, his favorite holiday. She knows this weakness puts him at a disadvantage. He thinks of the night ahead, his plans for scary movies and handing out candy, and he breaks, soft and crispy as a Kit Kat bar. Okay, fine, it was me. So? She finishes twirling her spaghetti and slurps it, finally making eye contact with him beneath two smugly arched eyebrows. You run three autopsies. It was a gag. I'll have to do everything I did today, again, tomorrow. I just thought if some things went missing, just a few aberrations. You could get me to believe in ghosts? It's Halloween, Scully. Why do you refuse to see the fun in this? I could have seen the fun once, maybe. One missing bottle from aldehyde. One body switch for another. One temperature control turning itself on and off. Any one of these ridiculous things. You're being a party pooper, and you're running my favorite holiday. You sound like a child. Fine, he says, and picks up his plate, dumping it loudly in the sink. I'll go wait for the doorbell to ring alone, and hang out with the other children. I told you, trick-or-treaters don't come here, she says, as he shuffles towards her living room. And for a while, he worries she's right. She has lived here for years, after all. He flicks through network TV, one classic horror film after another skipping by, and anxiously eyes the basket of wrapped candy by the door. He hears her run a bath and rolls his eyes. Baths can be taken any day. There is nothing spooky and scary about them. Unless, he thinks as he dailies with fantasies of Psycho. No, she would literally shoot him if he scared her in a bathtub. And then the doorbell rings. In the course of half an hour, there are three witches, a Power Ranger, and a zombie. He bounces to the door each time, nodding at the parents and holding the basket out for the little hands, vinyl-gloved, green with makeup, or red from the crisp outside the apartment building. Rummaging through crinkly wrappers like there's gold at the bottom of the Three Musketeers and Snickers. So there, he thinks, she doesn't know everything, not on Halloween, not on his holiday. Mulder, she calls a sharp demand. What did he do now? What? He answers without moving. I forgot a towel. In here, she says. And this time there's more kindness in her voice, more forgetfulness of the tense dinner they suffered through. He pauses to brace himself, shoulders hunched, jaw clenched. Just because she's not angry anymore doesn't mean he has to be over it, too. You know, I'm not exactly in the mood to do you favors, he says, as he waits by the door. She has ruined his favorite day of the year, after all. She's resisted any attempt to see joy he'd tried to bring to it. She rolls her eyes when he came out of the drugstore with a bag full of candy, She has not so much as said Happy Halloween, and she... She's standing next to the bed in a leopard bodysuit, spots from wrist to ankle, putting the freckles on her chest to shame. 
There are soft matching ears parting her hair, a matching tail twirling in her fingers as she walks towards him with a high-heeled jungle saunter. How's your moon now, she purrs, body pressing lightly against him. He slides a hand around her waist, velvety spandex of the costume prickly between his fingers. It's better, he mumbles. Every thought, every drop of resentment, has been replaced by his own skin-tight black and orange spot. He moves his hand over her bare skin. There's a dip in the back, and into her hair, wavy and predator red around her headband. She paws at his lips with a curled hand, but then pushes him away with a growly cat sound. I didn't know you could make that sound, he says. There are lots of sounds you haven't heard me make yet. She walks past, dragging the toe of her shoe a little with each step, smoothing the tail at her side. Don't you want to, um, he stammers, miserable to be leaving the bedroom, but following two paces behind, a hand patting his throbbing erection while she has her back turned. Maybe later, she says, dipping a glance back over her shoulder. She's wearing thick black eyeliner, winged at the sides, and her mouth is naked and raw. First, we have to watch movies and give out candy. He groans as she pats the couch beside her. There's no way he can wait two hours. She pushes him to lie down, and he puts a knee up to hide the tinting of his sweatpants. I feel so underdressed, he jokes, feeling like a nervous teenager. And she grins, pushing his knee down and crawling on all fours towards him, one leg between his. She lies down on his chest, propping her face in her hand, her breasts press into his body, plump caps of human creaminess over the rounded edge of feline fur, and she reaches for the remote. Aren't you going to pet me? She asks. And he, of course, obliges, smoothing his hand over the small of her back over and over until she raises the kitten curve of her ass, inviting his attention. He extends his touch there, watching as she pretends to focus on whatever movie she's now landed on, but he's currently in his own little horror film, one about a man absolutely losing his mind with lust and frustration. He grabs the flesh of her bottom, scooting her forward, so she can feel his heart on where she generally likes to. She hums, looks at his eyes, his lips, and he thinks he's got her. But then, that infernal doorbell, a sound he so welcomed just minutes ago. Better get the door, Mulder, she says with a grin, and then with a faked frown. She reaches down to fondle him over his jeans. Too bad about the timing. You arranged these trick-or-treaters, didn't you? She shrugs one shoulder, and her cleavage shifts and seems to double. You know I can't get the door like this. I'll get arrested. You're right. I'll do it. She crawls backwards off him, slipping her feet back into her shoes. He stares at the back of her as the teetering of compliments, the rustle of wrappers begin. And, as if she knows, because she knows everything, she folds her right hand up between her shoulders and reaches for the zipper, slowly moving it down her lower spine. Happy Halloween, he hears her tell the trick-or-treaters, as the zipper dangles over the crack of her ass. He gets up with quiet feet, tiptoeing up behind her, slipping his hand inside the parted fabric as she closes the door and rests her hand on it. Happy Halloween, he says in her ear, as he moves around the suit, positioning himself. I want to hear the rest of the sounds you can make now, and maybe, because it's his favorite day of the year, 
she begins to make them. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.